Hello, and welcome to Fantasy Talk Show, a place where heroes come to tell their stories. Our guest today is Snoober, a bar owner on the city planet of Coruscant. We talk about his relationship with his girlfriend, Carp, the underground artifact business he runs on the side, and his mistrust of the clone authorities. So, without further ado, Snoober, welcome to Fantasy Talk Show. Hey, hey, Dustin, uh, thanks for having me. Right on. Uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are and the world you come from? Uh, well, my name is Snoober. Uh, I live on Coruscant. I run a place called Snoober's in the Blacklight District. Uh, Snoober's is a, it, we, we call it a hot bar. You know, uh, a lot of different people from hot worlds like to come in. We got we got lamps uh, to, to heat the tables, serve all sorts of refreshments. It's a great place. Next time you're in the Blacklight District, you should come on down. You said it's a hot bar. Are you from a hot planet yourself? Yeah. Um, I mean, look at me. Uh, I'm a lizard. My uh, my species, uh, Barabels, we come from uh, Barab 1. And uh, yeah, it's it's warm. We like it hot. Yeah, right. On well, Owning a bar, I imagine you get a lot of interesting characters coming through. You got any good bar stories for me? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh Every once in a while, we'll we'll get in some some rowdy folks. I mean, nothing too interesting. We like to keep it kind of quiet. Uh, we're we're not on the, like the main strip or anything. We we just you know, I like to keep things quiet around my place. You like to keep things quiet, or you like to keep uh, crowds away? Uh, no, no. I I like having the business. I like having people come in. It's we're we're pretty well known uh, among uh, the reptilian species, the Twi'leks. Tell you what, the Trelix love us. Yeah, uh, they they love that arid environment. So you know, as long as the th- are we, we're recording this, right? Yeah. Uh, as long as the authorities stay away, you're not going to give this to clones or anything, are you? Oh goodness, no. Uh, okay. Obviously not. As as long as we don't get them coming in here, we're good. Uh, I just you know like to keep certain things quiet okay okay yeah it's, you like the crowds but the right crowds that that's it you got it yeah the right crowds yeah yeah i i feel that normally when you are trying to keep certain types of crowds away it's because you have certain types of business that you really like to deal in would you mind talking to me a little bit about your non-bar related business endeavors so um the, the whole the top area that's the bar with the heat lamps and the bar and uh all that good stuff down below it's a, the, a level down you come into my office and we do deals down there uh i just happen to deal in you know odds and ends uh just just trinkets really things that have to do with uh with the force maybe things that the jedi had at one point in time maybe things that certain other groups had at one point in time uh they just uh find their way to my doorstep and sometimes i put a little money out on the doorstep uh, and then and then people come because uh you know the right people know where to find me you don't just walk into that life i'm assuming hey maybe you did but uh can we go back maybe a little bit before that life where did you grow up you got family tell me a little bit about i guess young snoober what does young snoober look like yeah sure so yeah i grew up on uh well i was born on bear one most of the uh other hatchlings in my brood were eaten some by each other others by uh predators we came to coruscant when 
I don't know. I was like 13 maybe, but it was just me and one sibling and uh, my mom. Uh, and then she went off somewhere and then my sibling went off somewhere and it's just me here now. So yeah, we came here when I was a kid. I went to school and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I was always interested in the Jedi and that sort of thing. Never could be one. It's just not for me. It's not my style. Don't have the force. It's kind of important. But, uh, you know, they were interesting. What was interesting them about them, uh, to me, was their stuff. See, if I'm living on my own as a young man, I need to eat, you know? It's a very important aspect of life, for sure. Most species have to eat something. When I was maybe 15, I got my hands on my first lightsaber. I don't want to really say how I got my hands on my first lightsaber, but I got my hands on my first lightsaber. Understood. And that thing sold for a lot of credits. And it seemed like a good business to be in, getting stuff that the Jedi like. Because, I, you know, it's interesting. I like it, too. I do a little research every once in a while. But sell it, you get a lot of money. You know, the Jedi don't like that. So I try to keep quiet. Have you had any run-ins with the Jedi? Yeah, at one point there was this uh, Thakwash who came into came into my my bar. He's kind of a horsey kind of fella. He uh, seemed pretty suspicious, but I got him off my trail. It's uh, it's it is difficult to trick a Jedi. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, I haven't really considered that, but I, I imagine yeah, they got some. Otherworldly perception. Yeah. Uh, luckily for him, he was not interested in uh, what I was selling. He was just performing some sort of other weird inspection. Who knows what they really do? They just like, they come and go, do whatever they want. I, you can probably tell. I, I used to have uh, a bit of, uh, I, I used to revere them to an extent, but uh, they're just people. Uh, I don't, I don't want to put them up on a pedestal or anything like that. What have you learned that takes them off that pedestal? Uh, I mean, I see all this stuff coming through my doors and it just seems to be a never ending stream of it. And it's, you know, they make stuff just like everyone else. And from what I've seen with these Clone Wars that are happening, they're not uh, not infallible. They're not uh, all that some people think that they are. I understand that. They're supposed to uphold uh, peace and justice but at what cost right right when i was a kid we wouldn't see them out there were lots the streets of coruscant are a dangerous place uh, yeah here and what are they doing what are they doing about it nothing yeah well isn't that what the clones are for uh these days that's what they say they're for yeah i mean before before them it was those uh those droids on the on the police force but they're more interested in just harassing people than stopping any actual crimes. And uh, do you feel any responsibility to take on some of that yourself? Uh, I keep order in my little corner of Coruscant. I do what I can for the people uh, in my immediate surroundings. Uh, my employees, uh, my friends, they're the ones who, who matter, and I'll, I, I take care of them. It sounds like maybe you've had some dealings or run-ins with these clone troopers you say they do a lot of harassing in the area do you have any memorable incidents or anything that uh, you can really recall that gave you kind of that bad taste in your mouth i'm assuming they didn't just show up and you hated them right something's gonna no. happen 
Yeah. So I'm in this place called Misty Mardigans. It's a not not my typical place. It's it is a, an atmosphere lounge. Uh, they got these little um, these, these separate rooms with blast doors and stuff where they keep you know the nitrogen room. You got the the oxygen. I mean the whole place is oxygen room. The neon room. All these other gases and people who breathe those gases can go into those various rooms. These two clone troopers come in. Uh, I don't know what they're there for. They just bust in. Uh, start wrecking up the place, looking for a gand, and they open up these these uh, these chambers, letting out all the gas. People are talking funny because they're breathing the wrong kind of gas, and they just start this firefight in this bar. Who does that? Nobody does that. If you want to start a fight in a bar, you use your fists. They just start a firefight right in the middle of this bar, right in the middle of the day. They don't care about anything. They're not from here. And for all I hear from CARP, it's probably their programming. Okay. You said some sentences there that are intriguing. I tend to do that. First of all, CARP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CARP. CARP. <laughs> she won't like me saying her name on, on this, but she'll probably forgive me. Tell me a little bit about CARP then. CARP is CARP's my girlfriend. Uh, she's a Mount Calamari. We met a couple of years ago. Kind of an uh on again, off again kind of thing. Based on your description, you might say she may or may not actually even live on Coruscant. She may or may not actually live on Coruscant. I don't think I'm supposed to say. Uh-huh. All right. That's fair. How'd you guys meet? It depends on who you ask. Uh, we, we met uh, down in one of the lower levels. I was doing a very legitimate deal with some people and she was looking for the Madobi. What is the Madobi? The Madobi is a cryptid that does not exist. And you're, you're certain of this. I am absolutely certain of this, but carp is not certain. of Carp this. is absolutely uh, adamant that the Madobi or Madobi, depending on when you say it, how you say it exists. She says she's seen it. Okay. I'm assuming this doesn't get brought up much at the dinner table. <laughs> you would, uh, that, that is an incorrect assumption. <laughs> this gets brought up very often. Okay. Okay. Do you just play along or you try to talk her down a little bit? I like to play Deveronian's out advocate. Okay. Uh, we, you know, we go back and forth about this sort of stuff. It's, it's all fun. Uh, she believes every word of it. All right. So you, you said you ran into her while you were doing a deal and she was looking for this thing. How'd that mm -hmm. interaction play out? Was it was it mutual at first? Did you have a contentious thing going or? Well, there was a little bit of violence, oh. mostly with the people that I was doing the deal with. And she got caught in the crossfires. She didn't get shot or anything, but she just happened to be there and it was a little bit dangerous. And maybe I saved her. Maybe 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 she saved me. Well, uh, we'll leave that up to. Uh, the imagination. Right on. Was that a long time ago or is this a pretty recent thing? It was a few years ago. Okay. The other interesting word you said, programming. What do you mean by the clones programming? I thought you said they weren't droids anymore. I mean, this is all carp conspiracy. here. I, I may or may not believe this, but you grow people in tanks. You're growing that brain from scratch. You put your own information in that brain teach them all of what you want them to to know 
So maybe doing a little bit more than just straight cloning. Right. If if they can advance their age the way they do, like those clones you see on the streets, they're like 12 years old. They look like full grown humans. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You either have the brain of a 12 year old or you've spent some time putting some putting some thoughts in there, huh? Yeah. Who knows? They probably don't even know. Carf seems like an interesting person. I might uh, have her on someday. I don't know if she would agree to that, but uh, I can talk to her for you. It's a little too public for her, maybe. So what are you currently doing these days? You got any good hot leads on deals? You got any good uh, bar expansion plans? Or, you know, what's uh, what's going on in uh, Snoober's life right now? You know, I'm not planning on expanding Snoober's right now, but I was thinking about moving, uh, you know, doing a second location in, in Little Onderon. That place is, it's like the next up and coming place. They're putting in all sorts of apartments and all sorts of new stuff there. I was thinking of getting a, a new uh, hot bar up there. As far as interesting things, I've had a couple interesting things come across my table in the past couple of days. Anything you're willing to talk about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, come on, Snoover. Okay. Here's the, the thing is. I got, uh, do you know what a holocron is? Uh, a holocron? Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar with a holocron. Do tell. So they're these little boxes or pyramids or sometimes they're in other shapes too, but they're like glass and metal and they contain a ton of information. Sometimes they've, uh, some people say that they contain like a version of the jedi or whoever who made it Ooh, uh, yeah yeah that's pretty cool right yeah yeah almost like a little phylactery of sorts yeah so i got one of those across my de- desk the other day it was interesting because it was red and we don't see very many red ones red is uh not typically a color associated with the jedi mm, no it's not have you done any research and happen to know uh, have a have a hunch of the origins you know i didn't want to look into it too much ah i had an idea about the origins but i also had a buyer um and something like that you want to get it in you want to get it out as fast as you can do you ever uh screen the buyers to see if you're uh not making things worse these days i'm supposed to usually i've been told to <laughs> um but you know business is busy yeah it's busy and uh, the one thing I try to do is to not deal with the dims anymore. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're kind of underground. I have not heard of the dims. Let's just say you don't want to hear you don't want to hear about the dims. Okay. I I did some business with them a while back. They like to buy that dark stuff. I don't know what they're doing with it, but from what I hear, it's not good. So I try to not do business with them anymore. Yeah, that's fair. They may or may not be a cult. <laughs> Nobody said cult. It's just, you know, cult activities. Maybe. A little more murdering than I really want to deal with. I didn't say you were in a cult. I'm saying you're acting like you're in a cult. <laughs> that sort of a, that sort of a situation? Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and I just don't want to be associated with them. I can't say I blame you. Now that you've you, you you've really laid out where you're at and you know maybe a second location and maybe what does the future look like for you what does settling down look like even 
Uh, well, hopefully this Clone War is going to end soon. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to think about the future with uh, war on your doorstep. Um, especially they they hit this planet pretty hard uh, pretty recently. So kind of just waiting and doing what we can while that's happening. So let's say the Clone Wars end and things settle down and there's a a Coruscant and a Blacklight District and a Little Onderon all intact. Where do you go from there? Ideally, assuming uh, Carp doesn't break up with me again, we expand outward. Do you expand outward or upward? Expand, well, upward with Little Onderon, but then outward from there. I'd really, personally, I'd like to collect rather than sell uh not like the the dark side stuff just you know get some nice objects for myself yeah i get that i've got a collection of bobbleheads sort of like that yeah <laughs> and then uh i was don't i haven't told carp this yet so don't don't tell her but uh i was thinking of expanding to to dak that's just where she's from oh that's sweet having a uh a bar maybe a restaurant there they do seafood really well it's kind of warm, so might have to change up the theme a little bit since uh, most of the people there are kind of fishy. But expand outward into the galaxy, I think, would be would be nice. Into the galaxy. Go out beyond even Coruscant. Huh? Yeah, beyond Coruscant. Coruscant's great for a city. But when I was a kid on Barab 1, you know, you could see the stars. Yeah, I, I feel that. I personally live, you know, in, in a in a house surrounded by, you know, trees and woods. And there's just something to be said about that. I prefer sand personally. Gets everywhere. It's nice. I love sand. We, uh, we live on the coast, so, you know, I can get sand when I want it. Not warm though. You probably wouldn't like it here. If you don't mind, uh, I have some questions by viewers, uh, that oh are, are right. curious to know, <laughs> all right. know some stuff about you. Bring them on. All right, all right, here we go. Let's start with AJ from Discord asks, how did you come by your faithful employee, June, the weak way? AJ, I can't believe you asked that question. June, he's great. He is a great employee that I can't really fire because I owe his sister a favor. It's very hard to get June to do the things that I need June to do. So thank you for that question, AJ. I owe his sister a favor. It's a big favor. And June works very hard for me. Could you go into that a little bit? How did you get to owe June's sister a favor? June's sister is uh, a bit of a demolitions expert. I like where this is going. When I was a young man, I was a lot less scrupulous than I am now. You might even say I was unscrupulous. And I got into some deals that I could not make good on. Mm. Uh, this was before I was dealing exclusively in this force stuff. I was, uh, I was moving some weapons. It was a whole, it was a mess with Kishtek. Uh, you know, they make blasters, they're tiny, uh, tiny blasters for people with tiny hands and that kind of stuff. I may have sold the blasters that I sold to, I may have sold something twice. Ooh, yeah, that, that people don't tend to like that. They don't. Yes, it doesn't work out very well. And then so then I found June's sister, May, 
she blew something. It was a whole cover-up kind of thing. And she just, you know, her demolition uh, experience really helped save my butt. And uh, June needed work. So June has work now. All right. Well, that's very nice of his sister. And it's it's very nice of him to work so hard for you. Uh, May is a freelance demolitionist. If anybody needs anything blown up, in an extravagant way, give her a call. So now a uh, second question from AJ from Discord. Why do you keep going back to CARP? Getting personal there, AJ. <sighs> you know, CARP's good for me. Uh, when she's not around, I tend to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, and she puts me on uh, a good course. I mean, is that, a, is that a good answer? Do you want me to go more into it? I always want you to go more into it, but... I mean, you can stop there if, you know, you don't feel like going on. I mean, I would still be doing business with, with the Dims if it wasn't for, for Carp. Uh, I would probably be doing a lot more business with them. And that would probably, if, if we're speaking in hypotheticals, it would probably bring the, the clones to my door. Even if I uh, knew that the, I would bring the clones to my door, I would probably still do the business. So that that sounds pretty important then. Yeah, she's she uh, keeps me on a, on the straight path. She keeps you better at least these days. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Hopefully it's also more than that, but that's also a really good foundation. It's a good starting place. Yeah, yeah. We both like sand. There's that too. Andrew from Discord wants to know, what is the most exotic item you've ever dealt with? The most exotic item I've ever dealt with? I don't know if I should tell you about the most exotic item I ever dealt with. You probably shouldn't, but I feel like you want to anyways. There were these pair. It was it was a pair of masks. Uh, they were like chrome. Very simple. I was able to do a little bit of research into them, but I couldn't find very much. But they were something like 2000 years old, belonged to a pair of twin Sith Lords back during the, the Sith Mandalorian Wars back then. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Sad to part with those. Was there anything particularly uh, special about the masks? Did they do anything interesting or were they just a really neat artifact? I thought they were neat. I mean, I can't like sense anything from them or anything like that, like a, like a Jedi could. There were some legends surrounding them. Um, legends that said they still contained spirits of those twin Sith Lords. Oh, interesting. But that is not something that I can personally verify. Okay, right on. Uh, to get a little bit more lighthearted, yeah. uh, Andrew, again, uh, would like to know, what is your favorite Heights and Depths character? <laughs> Andrew, I want to know who put you up to this question. Was it Carp? Because Heights and, Carp. Heights and Depths is trash. <laughs> oh, come on. There's got to be something redeeming. You got even trash TV. You got to have a good favorite character. You don't watch. Is that what you're saying? Do you know how many seasons they've made of this show? They've I been this, making... I mean, this got to be like 60, 70, right? It, there's more. There's more than that. No. If I were... I, you're giving me like 700 characters to choose from with so little story development and character development. It's like they don't plan things out seasons ahead of time. And they've got time. This show's not going anywhere anytime soon. They could plan out 70 seasons ahead but they don't each each episode this like they leave so many threads dangling and have uh, just these rid 
ridiculous plot points. Every single character has a twin. Half of them are evil. Can they think of something new? <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, I can I can relate to that. There have been some actors who have moved on to do better things like Dirk Burton. Well, there you go. Could you say that Dirk Burton is your favorite heights and depths associated person? Can we go that far? Sure. I, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> okay. It was garbage when he was on the show, because even if you have a good actor, if the director is bad and the writers are bad, you don't have a good show. That's fair. Continuing on with with uh, viewer questions. Blamed Cat from Discord asks, when are you going to pop the question to Carp? When is Carp going to break up with me next? I don't know. The, that's the real answer is I don't know. Uh, it might be soon. Okay. Maybe after the Clone Wars end. After the Clone Wars end. All right. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to think about anything when this whole thing's looming like it is. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, another question from Blamed Cat on Discord. What's one conspiracy theory that you believe to be true? Well, we talked about the clone thing. That's true. Oh, you said you said may or may not be when we talked about it. Uh, it may or may not be you true. Play, you playing coy? No, 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 no. Uh, Carp has a point when she's talking about the layout of the city. So she says that. Uh, have you been around Coruscant? Have you have you explored a bit? Uh no, no. I actually, I've never actually been there. Okay, so this place is just buildings from the ground. There, there are thousands of stories up into the sky. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and there are these walkways. There, there's lots of places where there are levels and stuff. But then sometimes you find these big canyon-like gaps that you can like look down and you can't see the bottom because there's, it's just too far down. And there are these bridges that span them. And to somebody who doesn't live here, the walkways and paths seem pretty chaotic. Carp says that that is to help quash rebellions. I kind of believe that. Interesting. How would it quash a rebellion? If you can't organize your troops, you can't take a place over. You can't have a rebellion, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like small groups of guerrilla fighters here and there, you like, I don't know how the clones do it. So, so you're saying they, they give you just enough to feel like you could, but if anybody were to actually try, they, they would have a hard time getting up to the scale that you would need to get a full rebellion going. Yeah, I mean, I've seen protests here, and even those get broken up because, I mean, the walkways are so narrow, and you don't want to go to the edges because there are no handrails. So you pretty much have to walk in, in pairs or in threes across these things, and, and you're out in the open. I mean, it's it's a weird conspiracy, but it's one of the few ones that I think is kind of legit. Holds, holds some traction. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have one final question, and I feel like this one might be a little bit controversial, but I feel like you probably have some strong opinions on this. Blue or green milk? Blue or green milk? Milk is disgusting. Oh, all right. So we got a big old neither, huh? Neither. No, not at all. We come here for the hard-hitting controversy. <laughs> yeah, you send me a send me a hollow about that one if you feel strongly either either way. Milk is disgusting. All right. Well, Snoober, I really appreciate you taking this time out of your day and uh, answering some of the uh, questions that might be a little bit harder to come forward with to the public. I promise uh, clones aren't going to get their hands on this. So yes, please just keep these away from any government officials of any capacity yeah yeah we've got we've got filters in place don't worry about it great great thanks for having me yeah yeah my pleasure it's been fun 
Thank you for listening to my interview with Snoober. He's a character from the mind of Mark Eberhardt using the Edge of Empire system by Fantasy Flight Games. Mark is the creative mastermind behind the Nightcast Creative, which encompasses the previously featured The Other Place podcast, as well as the podcast Coruscant Nights, which is where Snoober came from. Coruscant Nights is a noir-style podcast in a Star Wars setting, where the city is the main character and we discover more about it through the characters that are played. If you're a fan of Star Wars, noir storytelling, or interconnected character arcs, definitely give it a listen. You can check out everything that Mark and the Nightcast Creative are up to by visiting nightcastcreative.com or by following the Nightcast Creative Twitter at twitter.com slash Nights. Links, as always, in the podcast description. Thank you to Josiah Piles for the cover art and to Kylan Small for the intro and outro music of the podcast. Please check out the links in the podcast description for more of their content. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to connect with me or other like-minded adventurers, join the Fantasy Talk Show Discord, where I run a monthly game that I'd love to see you at. You can join by clicking the link in the description. Also, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash fantasytalkshow or my Twitter page at twitter.com slash fantasypodshow. Talk to you soon. One of them starts walking up to you and grabs the jacket that you're still wearing by the collar. I really wish you hadn't done that. Why? Grab my repulsor fist and smack him right in the face. Hello there, and welcome to Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is an actual play RPG podcast set during the Clone Wars era of the Star Wars universe. On Coruscant Nights, our goal is to bring as many different voices to the table as we can. You sure got Val Yindo's family there, don't you? We do. Sure got Val Yindo over a barrel. Uh, look, fellas, I, I don't know if you, you forgot your prescription lenses, but uh, clearly there's been some kind of mistake. I mean, th- there's not much family resemblance here. Mando, man, underline, underline, exclamation point. Yeah, he's the one, he's, he's real shiny. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you did get it, right? Of course I got Mando, man. Do a deception check. <laughs>